0: People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Blue Wire. Think about it fires to the end zone, touchdown, Alabama wins! Elliott dodges the eye of this national championship win.
1: A deep throw by
0: Lawrence. A lot of contact. Justin Ross broke free from it. He's down in the end zone. Touchdown, Clemson.
1: Welcome into episode 107 of Press Pass. I'm Kayla Anderson alongside my co host, Joshua Perry. This podcast brought to you by Bet Online, and we. We start the podcast today with this, the week has already gotten off to a grand start. (laughs) I was looking at the schedules today for college football this weekend, and there are already games canceled and postponed. So by no means is this unusual at this point, but the big one, I think off the top, Joshua was was Ohio State and Michigan planning to play this Saturday and it's canceled.
0: Ooh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) you know, Columbus was on fire earlier right it's, you know i mean they've they've played this game for quite a long time and they've played it in you know a lot of consecutive years so it's definitely mm-hmm. strange not to see it um this wasn't something that i think was totally out of the question when we brought college football back i don't think it was something that was totally out of the question in you know the the i guess the last couple of weeks or so leading up to this game uh but it's definitely disappointing and, and not just if you're like myself, you're someone who played in the rivalry and has grown up watching Ohio State or Michigan. Sure. But just for college football fans in general, you know, rivalry Mm -hmm. is called the game. And, you know, it's associated with the game of college football. And I think it resonates with a lot of people. So it would definitely be strange on Saturday not watching those two teams match up. But it's also got some other implications in terms of, you know, Big Ten Conference Championship game, um, college football playoff, you know, what happens there. All that other kind of stuff, but just kind of wild.
1: Yeah, it is wild. And it's, you know, I covered that game for three years up there. I saw how big of a deal it was. You always hear about it from different parts of the country, because in my opinion, it is one of, um, if not the biggest rivalry in college football. But until you're there and you really see it, you can't, you can't really form an opinion, right? It's you really have to be there to witness it yourself. And so just everything leading up to it too, with what Ohio state does, they, you know, cross out all the M's all over town on campus. It's, it's pretty incredible. My husband is um, he is flipping me off right now <laughs> because I said it was one of, if not the greatest rivalry. And yes, I, I will put the iron bowl up there at certain points. It, 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 that is a very good rivalry, which I have covered as well. So um <laughs> I knew he was going to be mad about that.
0: <laughs> oh, my but,
1: God.
0: It's, it's I was weakness. like, why
1: is he flipping me off across the it, way here?
0: It, it's the greatest. There is, <laughs> in my opinion, no debating that. It's Ohio State and Michigan and then all the rest of them.
1: Yeah, no, it it, it, it is. It's it's really great. And I, I what I enjoyed about it was, like I said, the stuff leading up to the actual game. And then just... It's so much, I don't want to use the word hatred because I don't like using that word, but it is a lot of dislike between those two programs. Like, yeah, there is no love lost at all.
0: No, there really isn't. But the one thing I will say is I think there is a mutual respect uh, sure. among players in mm-hmm. the rivalry. Yeah. You know, like. Of each other's talents and and of everything that we go through in the set and the third and a lot of us really after we're done playing in the rivalry connect whether it's in the NFL or doing other stuff so mm-hmm. it's cool that way but in, in terms of the amount of disdain that does exist and the passion that you play the game with specifically in that one I I would say that the I, I'm I'm with you I I would say the the utter disdain is pretty evident.
1: Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you on that statement. And You mentioned to me before we get into what's next for Ohio State, you mentioned that possibly they could reschedule that. But when it, you really look at it, Joshua, there's just no time left on the schedule for that really to, to work out, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I I don't think we're getting it this year. Yeah, it's just
1: weird. This is is the weirdest year yet. I I don't know, because I had mentioned to you, our rivalry game with Washington, the Apple Cup, was supposed to be played on Thanksgiving. That never happened. They're supposed to perhaps play in the next couple of weeks, but yeah, we're still wondering if that's going to happen, and I doubt it. So Ohio State, what's next for them? And here's the thing. They, right now in the Big Ten, you have to play at least six games to qualify for the Big Ten championship. Well, Ohio State now is going to not technically qualify uh, because I believe this is their third game that they will not play. Is that correct, Joshua? Yep. Right? Um, And this was not, you know, this wasn't their team having positive cases. This was Michigan. Ohio State has had, you know, their situations with positive cases and COVID. Now it was Michigan saying that we just didn't have enough players to be eligible. So I'm hearing that the Big Ten is going to possibly talk about reshaping those rules. What are you hearing?
0: Yeah, there. I mean, there are a number of scenarios. So Purdue is having COVID issues right now as well. They canceled practice for Tuesday. Yep. Yep. And so if they're having issues, that would um, put their game with Indiana in jeopardy. So let's say they cannot play Indiana and they they make the call, you know, Tuesday night, Wednesday latest. Mm -hmm. You could shuffle the schedules around now. That would leave Ohio State and Indiana. I don't think the Big Ten wants to see that rematch. And I especially (laughs) don't think anybody wants to see it with Michael Penix Jr. out of the game plan. Yes. There's also the TV issue that you get into when these things happen. Fox is trying to fill its primetime big noon spot right now yeah. because that was supposed to be Ohio State, Michigan. So this is what could happen in that scenario is Purdue says they can't play. Indiana is left out there. Ohio State's left out there. They don't have opponents. Instead of doing the rematch, mm-hmm. Purdue, Indiana was supposed to be on Big Ten Network, Um uh, Wisconsin and Iowa are playing on Fox Sports One, and then Ohio State and Michigan were supposed to be the Fox big Noon game
1: Big noon, so
0: Big Ten Network would lose their game, which we've lost a number of games this year. that's you know yeah. just kind of what happens when we're bottom of the totem pole, sure and then Fox and f s one would work to get Ohio State and Wisconsin lined up because we wouldn't want to see that Indiana okay. Wisconsin rematch because they just played last week, yeah, so we would get that that would be a, a good big noon game because they're two name brands out of the big 10 it would it would draw so that makes sense and then you put indiana and iowa together which would be a really good matchup on fs1 iowa being the second best team in the big 10 east and or in the big 10 west and indiana being the second best team in the big 10 east you feel like people would want to watch that so that's a possibility it's easy to shuffle that around in terms of tv because it's fox fs1 and big 10 network they're all under the fox umbrella so there's that there's also a a very small chance that they would let Ohio state look at not a conference opponent. And we're Mm -hmm. seeing Texas A&M sitting out there. I personally don't think that would or should happen because they told Nebraska no to that scenario, but you know, there's smoke. And from people who I trust, they're saying that it's at least in the exploration phase. So we'd see if not, then I think the big 10 would be looking at changing their minimum game requirement. I just,
1: I can't see the big 10 sticking with those rules. If Ohio state possibly can't play this weekend, I just, I cannot see a scenario where that is going to work.
0: I think the number one goal should be get them another game, but if you can't, then I think they have to take a look. Can
1: can I ask you from a player's perspective? And I know you're not a coach, but you know, you're around these coaches and you of course played for these coaches but what would it be like to really have to just shift your game plan to a completely different team like that
0: it's difficult and and for a number Do of these Do these coaches sleep? No. And and so like coaches are funny cuz they'll be like um in the in the spring and in the summer they'll be like They'll, they'll game plan like the first they'll do like their preliminary scouting and their game planning of like the first three games and then they'll yeah. just do that during the summer until they're through and so they'll have their book ready and so like and and also like you during the season you'll have your GAs working on you know like two weeks out three weeks out four weeks out so you can sure. have stuff ready but like that initial game plan they did in the spring when the football like season comes around they throw that out like they don't even look <laughs> at that and they just do it again right. um so from that standpoint, it'd be tough because you you typically do have somebody who's doing scouting reports and they're looking at personnel and, you know, just different tendencies and stuff, you know, three or four weeks ahead of time, you wouldn't have that. But, you know, these coaches get paid a ton of money and they all have seen and coached a lot of football. So from that standpoint, they should be able to figure out what a good game plan would be. It, I think it'd be tough on the players mm-hmm. to shift their focus and have to sure. understand in such a short period of time. But again, that's what players do too, is, is you you adapt and you adjust and everything else. So, you know, it, it wouldn't be as clean of a football game as the ones that would typically be played, but I don't think it's impossible.
1: If finally, before we move on from our first segment here, I did want to ask you, because a couple of weeks ago when the college football playoff rankings were coming out, you had mentioned this was after the win against Indiana, but a very close win by Ohio State. And you had mentioned, you know, I don't know if Ohio State is, is, you know, really worthy right now of one of these spots. Now, Ohio State, we just saw what they did against Michigan State. I'm going to ask you again going into this week. Do you feel any different?
0: Yes. And well, (laughs) yes and no. So, like, I watched watched Texas A&M play a little bit this past weekend. Yeah. And I think they're a good college football team. I don't think they're a playoff team. Yeah. I watched Florida play. Yeah. They're a playoff it, team. Yeah. They're a playoff team. I, I watched Clemson in their game and you know, you're like, Oh man, look at that halftime, whatever. They came out in that second half. Like, yeah, they look like playoff team right there. Right. You know, like I I watched Notre Dame a couple weeks ago when they played UNC and I thought they looked pretty damn good. And I watched Alabama for just like a quarter and that's all I needed to see of them. Like yeah. they're a very, very good football team. So in saying all that, I think Ohio State is a very good football team. I think the biggest issue, though, is in their biggest stage, I don't think they showed it to us. And yep. so, like, you see what they did against Michigan State, and it was what they were were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. They looked dominant. They played a four-quarter game. But you're playing against a Michigan State team whose quarterback will literally throw you the ball, and their defense just doesn't have the personnel. Right. And it's difficult to make the evaluation there. I'll also say this is – um, I still got some some questions, some reservations about what Ohio State's defensive backfield looks like. And the play I'll bring up is the one that Sean Wade got the interception on.
1: Okay.
0: He was beat on the route.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Michigan State's quarterback threw him the football. And he made a great catch diving to, to intercept it. But if that ball was accurate and it would have hit the receiver in the hands and he would have caught it, that was at least a 15-yard gain.
1: Yeah.
0: And Trevor Lawrence is making that. And Mac Jones is making that. Mm-hmm. And Ian Book is making that. And Kyle Trask is making that. And so like when when you play against a Michigan State whose quarterback is horrible, <laughs> he'll throw you the ball when you get beat on a route. When you're playing the playoff teams, they ain't throwing you the damn ball, no. even when you're not beat. They, I mean, there you could have great coverage on a player and the quarterback's going to find a way to fit it in the window you're right so that's where I have the question so I I think Ohio State's offense is good enough to score points on anybody I just I really do have some reservations about the defensive backfield for Ohio State
1: yeah that'll be an interesting situation when this is you know done playing out with these conference championships specifically you know in the SEC because we're going to see Florida against Bama I, I don't know what to expect i'm expecting a pretty good game from everything that we've seen out of these two teams this season but you know it will be up to the committee to really put down the final you know check marks of you know who who deserves to be in it it's not going to be an easy decision though by any means it never is but this year i think it's going to be even crazier joshua
0: yeah no it's it's going to be well all right so i'm scrolling through the timeline i'm sorry um mike thomas Quote tweeted Sports Center's tweet that the the game was getting canceled. And Michael said, Thomas did. Yes, and he said it was staged. That was Mike Thomas's comment on it. <laughs> so
1: I'm not gonna lie, I I in the back of my head was thinking, man Harbaugh just is glad probably real and deep down inside is like thinking, oh man, don't have to play Ohio State this year.
0: Yeah yeah i mean you know
1: i mean i think he's getting let go anyway but
0: i think there's that thought and and it's you know i think jim harbaugh is definitely a competitive guy but there's probably in the back of his mind is like okay i get to save face just a little bit by not getting my ass beat
1: right i mean you do you think it's got to be a possibility if we're all kind of thinking it michael thomas obviously just tweeted it because that's just how michael thomas is Uh, and there we're not the only ones who are part think of that. I could guarantee you that much. So yeah,
0: Mike Thomas is gonna say the quiet part out loud.
1: Does that, right? That's really funny. That is really funny. I might have to go retweet that. All right. Well, football is back in full swing, guys. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still bet on all the action. Bet Online is going that extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. So from game spreads and totals to team player and those coaching props that are really fun to do, Bet Online. Is giving you more options to wager than anywhere else. So you can get in on their season opening bonuses today. Start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. So head to Bet Online today. Take advantage of all those great sign up bonuses that are out there, and don't forget to use the promo code Blue at BetOnline.ag. That is Blue Wire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So I'm going to bring up, because it's been a bit since we have talked about who could possibly win the Heisman this year, and before we get into it, I will say this. Joshua and I had this discussion, I don't know, months ago, about they should just make the Heisman the quarterback award. That's it. Right? Because it really isn't fair to other players or other positions when it comes down to it because it is the quarterback who is one majority of the time and it every year it really does just come down to the quarterback back you I mean you see a wide receiver in there here and there you know running backs we've seen in the past but let's and Chase
0: Young got in there thankfully
1: Ch- yeah Chase Young got in there but it's just like oh yeah what do you say though I got in there but I know I'm not going to win it
0: Yes, that's exactly what you say.
1: <laughs> Who wants to? It's like, come on! I don't want to uh, go there to to be a runner up. I yeah. want to go there to win the freaking Heisman. I agree. So, just going all into right. this, that's our well, right. uh, yeah. Let me
0: let me throw this out here too. You, you know to that any player in any division of NCAA football can win the Heisman. Really? Yep.
1: I don't know if I knew that.
0: Yep, it's not just like a a D one.
1: <laughs> that is Award really either. It's, interesting so yeah, let I mean, me let me let me throw this at you have you do you know or have you heard if anyone ever has even been in the running that's not from like a fbs program
0: i bet you guys have gotten votes i don't know about in the running i, right. I bet you there's probably been like fcs guys getting votes um i sure. don't i don't know about you know a d2 or a d3 guy but you know, I think they said last year like forty-eight different players received at least one vote in the Heisman race last year. You know, okay, so okay, there there's a chance that you know a, a D two player could have been one of the forty-eight to have received one singular vote. But anybody through any division in NCAA football is eligible.
1: Here's an interesting thing I just thought about. Speaking of, because Carson Wentz has been all the buzz lately because he is not going to start Jalen Hurts has uh, been awarded the starting position at quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. And that brings me to the point of Carson Wentz played for an FCS school at the time, which was North Dakota state. I wonder if he got any votes because he was like a huge quarterback coming out of the draft. And that, I mean, he just put up wild numbers when he was at North Dakota state. And I was just thinking about that. I'm like, I wonder what he, you know, got recognized if he got recognized at all when it came to that.
0: I'm very curious.
1: Right. Cause I I'm had very to, very I had curious. to think back and, and wonder, okay, wait, were they still FCS at the time? No, wait, they're still FCS. Yeah. North Dakota's why did I think they got pushed up? They're still FCS.
0: Um, I think, it says the last player to receive a vote that wasn't Division One A or FBS was Steve McNair in ninety-four from Alcorn wow. State. And that no was one kidding. double A. And then there's a guy uh in nineteen eighty five who was a division three player from Plymouth okay. State, Joe Dudek, who received a let me see how many votes he received. Nine votes. Wow. So yeah.
1: No, That's I'm sorry. Really-
0: not nine votes. He finished in ninth place.
1: He finished in ninth place. Yeah,
0: Steve McNair finished in third.
1: In third, that's yeah. that's phenomenal. I didn't even think about that. I completely and I should have known that about McNair. I didn't even, especially being you know here covering the Titans, I should have right. thought about that, but I, I didn't realize it. That that's a something new that I learned today for yeah. sure. So there you go. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, this year we're we're pretty pretty for sure that it's going to be you know an FBS player. And do from, you
0: have a vote? I don't, I
1: wish I did. Um,
0: I'm I'm lobbying for that too.
1: Well, I know. I, I feel like you certainly have the credentials in terms of your resume with being a player, you know, at the big 10 network. I I don't see how you don't have a vote, man. The
0: three other guys on our tailgate show at BTN are Heisman voters.
1: So how do you rally?
0: I don't know. I'm, I'm, I was asking those guys. I was like, you guys need to let me know what the hell you did.
1: (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. Well, and I I feel like you'd be a good guy to put in there. I feel like you're you're what you're not biased in in any ways in terms of, you know, except for we we don't really want a quarterback to win every day, but um I don't know. I feel like sometimes these Heisman voters it's just like they're they're old school, right? So mm-hmm. it's just the same old same old that we get year in and year out.
0: Yeah. I was talking to one person who I know is on, we're off on a big tangent right now. Um, One person who I know that's a Heisman voter. And he said that he believes that the Heisman is meant to have, the voters are meant to be biased. And what he means by that is they're, the voters are regionally selected. They, they kind of vote based off of a region because, and and this is more of an old school thing. Like if, you know, back in 1950, like you would watch the local news and you would, you would read the newspaper Newspaper. to get your sports news. Mm -hmm. You didn't have Twitter where every highlight was available and you didn't have ESPN.com where you could go and look up everybody's stats. Yeah. And so you would get a kind of a feel for who the best player in a region was based off of how the regional voters voted. Now that everything's more nationalized and the information's more at your fingertips you know, I think it's different, but he believes in the traditional, okay. like, we should watch the football in our region the most. Okay. And we should look at those players first before we take more of a national scope.
1: I get that. I, as That'd long as it's even.
0: Right. And and so, like, to to put a bow on that, he's like... Now, you know, when I watch Kyle Trask and Trevor Lawrence and some of these other guys, he's like, I I know they're better than some, you know, maybe the second or third best player here in the Midwest. So I'm not going to just put a guy up there just to put a guy up there. Sure. You know, like Justin Fields would be the number one guy out of the Midwest. He, He believes that that should be the number one on his ballot.
1: Interesting. Yep. Joshua's bringing all the little factoids today
0: just trying to just trying to improve you know
1: very interesting i like that um well the two guys that we're going to talk about are down here in the sec it's quarterback for alabama mac jones and quarterback one of my favorite quarterbacks kyle trask for florida not because i like florida by any means people i like kyle trask's story and i've i've had it on here many times i've shared it with you many times before but um so mac jones really quick i'm going to just read a couple tidbits for each guy and then i want your thoughts on the race right now between these two so mac jones uh he had 385 yards four tds in that blowout win this past weekend over an awful lsu team Uh, but mac jones has been slinging the ball all season he has i think his quarterback rating right now 96.3 remains the top in the fbs this season so that's a little blip on Mac Jones as for Kyle Trask the quarterback who took over for Felipe Franks um last year had never been a starter uh even in high school was the backup quarterback did not become a starter until last season and doing what he's doing right now Trask has kept on pace though with Jones in this whole Heisman battle he had 433 yards four TDs in a win over Tennessee which also is uh not a great program this year (laughs) and one more regular season game remains for them. So, uh, Trask and Jones, I think this is just going to be huge. They're going to face off against each other in the championship on December 19th. Um, so who knows, maybe that could be the deciding factor, but first of all, what do you think of these two guys? And I know I didn't mention Trevor Lawrence, but we'll get to that in a moment.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) both of those guys are ridiculous. They're good. Yeah, I mean, they're both really, really good. Fact of the matter for me, I think Kyle Trask right now, just from a stat standpoint alone, not even him being as good of a player as he is, like he is on pace to do Joe Burrow-like stuff if it was a normal season. Correct. You know, like his numbers are that good. And I don't think that he, so I'll back this one up. Pitts is a really good really really good pass catcher yeah i don't think that they have the wide receiver room that alabama has they don't and so what he's doing and and they don't have a run game either mind you no so these teams know that they're not gonna run the ball so they can devote guys to being in coverage because the run game is not a threat and he's doing what he's doing right now gotta give the guy a lot of credit
1: yeah i mean i'm 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 leaning towards kyle trask not because of just the story i know that that i mean that always is a little bit more of me being a favorite towards a guy who's kind of the guy who is an underdog but i'm just saying what you said with the personnel around him when i compare the two teams on offense i just feel like alabama does have a lot more and a lot more is put on kyle trask's plate
0: yeah and and like it's not to say that he doesn't have really good players no but like Devonte smith from alabama is yeah. the best player on their offense in my sure. opinion he is which, i mean
1: he's in race
0: which means that he should be a heisman guy right now and he's not which shows you that it's a quarterback's award exactly not. but anyway neither here nor there like if you're not the best player in your own offense i can't say that you're the heisman trophy winner yeah you know Like, that's just my personal opinion on that.
1: So, I mean, here's the thing. We're going to, when it's all said and done, I mean, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is going to the league for all, I mean, unless something crazy happens and he decides to stay, which he did leave the door open, just a little bit of a crack. But I don't believe he's going to stay. When it's all said and done, is it going to be weird to think he didn't win the Heisman ever?
0: Um, No. And and the, the reason the no is for me is because of how weird of a year it's been. Yeah. If this were a normal year, I think that would have, it not, I think it absolutely would have been an upset. Like you would ask Vegas, you would ask most of the media people coming into the year, who was the guy going to be, they were going to tell you Trevor Lawrence. And then, second place was going to probably be justin fields sure then we get into this weird year and justin starts late and then he's out for a couple games and then you know trevor he's out for like five weeks you know because he doesn't play for a couple weeks and then they're actually off and then they get a cancellation whatever the case is like you know so it'll it'll definitely sting for him because he's probably you know thinking that he was going to be the guy and that's some definitely something you dream of but at the same time like you know a lot of weird things are going to happen this year
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. It is what it is. And that's kind of what we've been saying with everything. So we'll see what happens with the Heisman, but it does look like it's getting down to being Mac Jones and Kyle Trask. Those two will face off, like I mentioned, December 19th. That could really skew voters in terms of what quarterback uh, does what in that game. So that should be interesting. Well, 2020 has already reshaped the way that we work and it's almost over. Thankfully, businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical, you guys. So Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed will help you get that quality candidate quickly so that you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility, over hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can posit at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. So right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. This is the best offer available anywhere. So go right now to indeed.com/slash blue wire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. We have our third segment. We've been doing our get to know the coach segment. And I've actually got some feedback from some people and they were like really excited to hear last week that it was Pat Fitzgerald. And so people are kind of learning a little bit, which I, I like. That's what we wanted to do with this segment.
0: We're here to educate people. We're
1: here to educate. We're like two teachers, you know, we're having some fun at the same time. So I thought this was the perfect one to introduce today because- We saw what happened and we're going to talk about that game real quick before we introduce the coach, but he is the head coach of Coastal Carolina, Jamie Chadwell. We'll get to him in a minute, but I wanted to kind of segue into him because BYU and Coastal Carolina will give them a lot of credit. They made this matchup happen last weekend after COVID, you know, did what it did to the regular scheduled games and Coastal Carolina. Came out flexing its muscles down there with their mullets and what what have you, and uh, beat BYU. <laughs> I Anytime, saw what you tweeted anyplace, out there too.
0: Anyone? Yeah, and, and I want to talk about that real quick.
1: I know, I know you would. So
0: there were a lot of people who were, oh, BYU's not getting enough respect. Yep. I don't care who they're playing; they're blowing these people out. You know, quarterback is is a Heisman Trophy candidate. You know, like. I, I can't believe that the committee would put them at 14 so much disrespect. And I, you, you can scroll through my timeline. You never saw one tweet nope. from me, nothing saying, Oh, BYU's not getting enough love. Nope. I, I thought they were a good team. Never thought that they were a, a top 10 team personally. Never thought that they, some people were like, Oh, you know, there should be one of the, the first two out. I'm like, y'all are stupid. No. And so here we go. And, and, you know, they got to travel. And like you said, the game plan's tough and everything else. But y'all said anyone, anytime, anywhere, whatever the hell yep. the thing was, and you lost the game. And it goes to show that when you get to more of a talent equated situation, mm-hmm. how close these football games can really get, you know, like, and and I'll even go through to the point of Ohio state played a close game against Indiana. That probably shouldn't have been close. That'll be the closest thing they play in the Big Ten Conference. Yeah. It, it'll it be even closer when you face a, a Clemson or Notre Dame or an Alabama. Like, that's a three-point game and not a seven-point game. Yep. You know, like, the difference between playing whoever the hell they were playing and playing the number 18 team in America, that's a huge difference. And I, yeah. they weren't ready for it. They just yeah. – they're you know they're a good team, but it shows. And then people are like, "Oh, so are we? Are we riding for Coastal Carolina?" No, hell not. no, no, we're not. And 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 it's not to disrespect either team. I think they're both good teams, but they need to know where they belong too. They're You're not, not top a, ten. Yeah. You're not playoff contenders, and that's fine.
1: No, I mean that's people. I get people want these these kind of like underdog stories or out of the Power Five conference stories to emerge. Like you know. That year when Boise State, right, the year right. when Boise State had the upset, that's so that's that's not going to happen very often. I mean, that's very very rare.
0: And I'll, I'll say this too: I don't think recruiting's close among um, no. some of like the top ten teams in America because of the playoff. Like you know, top talent is going to lean to certain places, places, and then you know, NFL too. Like it forces talent to kind of go to the top. So it's not close among top 10 teams. What makes you think it's going to be close against some of the, the teams that BYU was playing earlier this right. year and what BYU has? like, I'm, I'm going to pull up their schedule just to make a point here.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, you just – I get what people – I get the – the, they want change. They want something different, you know, but it's just those programs are not on par with these other programs we've been talking about that you have know, it, maintained spots. Just...
0: It's just really not that close, to be completely honest. Like, I think that's a bigger deal. Like it's I mean, it's gonna be difficult. You wanna go out there and win football games and and I understand that, but like, you know, the the talent is distributed in such a way that we're not gonna see those stories anymore of, you know, the Boise State you feel like is gonna beat Oklahoma or Utah is beating whoever they're beating. Like it's just yeah. not that anymore. So you're playing Troy. Oof. Can I interest you in that game? How about how about Louisiana Tech?
1: Yeah. Can I get you
0: a little UTSA? Huh? (laughs) Can I interest you in that? I mean, what are we doing? Texas State? Huh? Where are the Bobcats? Can I can I get you that?
1: Hey, how about
0: how about North Alabama? Can I interest you in a game (laughs) versus North Alabama?
1: But this is what we're talking about. Like people
0: were really trying to say that BYU is a top 10 team. After beating the piss out of North Alabama, they beat them 66 to 14. Ohio state beats that team. I would say, and and this is probably with Ohio (laughs) state playing third stringers. I would say that they beat them
1: 84 to seven. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's a legit point. You really can't argue that point.
0: Yeah, it is what it is. (laughs) I'm gonna get off my high horse,
1: (laughs) but you know what? At least you, your point was made with BYU. You (laughs) losing. All right. Right. But Jamie, Jamie uh, Chadwell, excuse me, by the way, he is up for some jobs right now, including the Vanderbilt job. His name is being thrown around right now here um, in Nashville as possibly taking over. He's a young dude. I mean, he's 43 years old, so he's one of those younger coaches, a lot of energy, you know, obviously loves the game. Like most of these head coaches do, but kind of at another level, cause it's more new to him being a head coach so he was and i didn't know this but he was actually born in Carryville, tennessee so he's that's a that's a little teeny town close to knoxville okay. so most people know where knoxville is that's where the university of tennessee is yeah. so he grew up on a farm like a straight up farm so he pretty much like grew up learning how to garden shuck corn he said that he used to help with the animals on the farm because they had like everything cattle chickens pigs so he, he's definitely like one of those like good old farm boys, you know, okay. worked really hard as a kid. Um, and his dad was a high school football coach. Nice. So again, I feel like this is a theme with some of these coaches that we've mentioned. A lot of their dads um, were high school football coaches or somehow involved while they were kids in in the game. And then he actually played quarterback at East Tennessee State.
0: So East Tennessee State couldn't have been too far away from where he grew up, right? No, it wasn't. Huh? Yeah, fairly
1: fairly uh, close there. So he is, like I said, a younger coach right now, a, a hot name on some of these lists. I think he's, from everything I've seen, and I don't follow Coastal Carolina that closely, but I like what he does with his programs. Um, I like what he does with his kids. He definitely gets those guys to buy in. They've got everything down there going with the, did you see the Mullets versus Mormon shirts? Pretty good. I mean, come good. on, that was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was tough. one of the funniest things I've seen.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm a big fan. So, we did one of these earlier with a coach who grew up on a farm. Do you remember who it was?
1: Was it? Oh my gosh. Was it Jimbo? It was Jimbo. It was Jimbo. Yeah. It was
0: Jimbo. Good job. Get out of you.
1: See. Yep. Look at that.
0: Something about that farm work. I said it before. <laughs> it's, it's difficult, back-breaking work. It is. These guys come out a little bit different after growing up on a farm, chasing the animals around and, you know. Seriously. Just literally harvesting and and picking up all of the hay and all that kind of stuff. It's 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 different work, so. That's there it manual.
1: Manual yeah, Jimbo work right was the there. other
0: guy. So he's probably a lunch pail guy just like Jimbo. Yep.
1: Exactly. No, that's a good point. Good to bring that up. Um I was also going to say to Oh, did you see This kind of reminded me of—I don't know if you saw Will Healy. He's another name in the mix for the Vandy job. He's down at Charlotte. He had some crazy, like post-game locker celebration last year where they had like like lights on and like it was like a
0: like a strobe light, strobe light. Oh boy!
1: And they did this. I guess Jamie Chadwell and them did the same thing after their win against BYU like a dance party in the locker room have you did you guys ever have that at Ohio State
0: I don't think Urban's a dance party <laughs> not, yeah, <no. laughs>
1: did he ever did try it. to do those dance moves that some of these coaches do
0: no he didn't he didn't attempt to do any of that kind of stuff <laughs> we uh we used to this probably get me in trouble for like oh god we used to have this tv gun shows what we called it I don't know if I told you this story
1: or not. <laughs> I don't think you
0: and we would do that for all the primetime games because, you know, they would have like the the different TV cameras out there and, you know, like the Skycam and everything. Yeah. Um, so, like, for regular games, it would be the TV gun show. And then for the, the primetime games, it would be the Skycam gun show. Uh, oh, but anyway, my God. We would go into the back of the weight room where all the dumbbells were and uh, some of like the, uh, you know, just like the back machines or whatever. And yeah. we would bring like some of the scout team linemen, and then all of the young linebackers, and we would turn off the lights. And one of our coaches, strength coaches, did have a strobe light, and we'd be back there like, <laughs> you know, doing curls and like dancing this with the strobe lights, and like pouring water great. on guys and slapping this is them with great. towels and stuff. Yeah, it was uh, it was a, it was definitely a situation. Um, definitely some some biceps that were getting yeah blown out, but we used to look good on TV.
1: Get some biceps blown out. See, you only hear it. Here on Press Pass because Joshua will share all the secrets from his days at Ohio State. You know, I'll there's give you all
0: the good stories.
1: <laughs> that's the thing. It's like we don't know half the stuff that goes on, right? We, like you hear stories come out once in a while, but man, if you were to be a fly on the wall in, t- in some of these situations, I'm I, gonna mean, write I would the
0: book. That's what I'll do. That's I'll what you
1: got to do. That could be a bestseller. Yeah. Right.
0: That'll be we my You got to just find a, a real name good name. Absolutely. Uh well, what, are, what's, what are, I'm I'm sorry. We're just going all everywhere. No, so this, what's, uh, this what's is this is the title of the book going to be.
1: Well, I was trying it cuz it, it needs to be like it needs to be something like a fly on the wall so no, like it,
0: you're it'll be, like, it'll be Silver Bullets colon, We ain't talking about poor people.
1: Oh, there we go. Yeah. There we go. That would be a number one seller, at least in Ohio. <laughs>
0: That's right? all I need. I don't need the New York That's Times. all you need. need. Get
1: That's you a, a couple Bucky dollars Nation. in your...
0: Buckeye Nation bestseller.
1: Get you a couple dollars in the pocket. That's it. I'm telling you. Um, this was fun, man. I, I, hopefully you got to know Jamie, too, a little bit more. I know he we went off on a tangent, but uh, he is somebody who's probably going to continue to grow here and get these bigger jobs. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him this next um season if he stays or if he leaves uh that'll do it for this episode of press pass um joshua the people love to follow you because you give them the goods on twitter so where do they go to follow you
0: at rip underscore jep uh had some fun on twitter the last couple days
1: and you always do some weeks are better than others
0: i agree but you saw the poll i put out right oh yeah yeah
1: so go vote
0: yeah, the, the the Ohio State fans are crazy. It was, you know, almost seventy percent of Ohio State fans said they would rather go one and eleven with their only win being versus Michigan, than go eleven and one with their only loss to Michigan. Imagine.
1: It's so funny. It's like only in Columbus.
0: Because yes, I would take the wins. I'm sorry, guys.
1: I, I would too. I definitely would. All right, well, you can follow me at KayleeAndersonTV Anderson TV on Instagram and Twitter and for you guys out there. Hopefully your games don't get canceled this weekend. My team got whooped on Sunday. So let's... I didn't uh, watch
0: it.
1: Oh, Joshua. It was bad. Good thing I was really busy putting together our evening uh, sportscast. So I didn't really get to see everything. But let's just say it was really bad. And guess who they were playing? USC. Uh, don't get me our started. Team. Our favorite team being all right, guys, have a great week. We will be back here same time, same place next
0: week. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough, and the ones who know we're tougher together. For the Pathfinders breaking new ground, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, clickranger.com